headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. This is The Ramsey Show, where we help you win in your life, specifically in your money life, your work life, and in your relationship life. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225. It's a toll-free number, not toll-free. Toll-free, actually. Made up a word there. It's always fun when you're in a hurry line. Toll-free, 888-825-5225. I'm Ken Coleman. Rachel Cruz is about to make fun of me. Go ahead. Well, toll-free... I feel like that's like what we used to hear mm-hmm. back in the day, like on it's a, it's TV a, when it was like a call for this I'm product. An old, I'm an old radio guy. There's a, yeah, the internet everybody, wasn't there. Everybody pretty much knows it's toll free. You're going to give us a P.O. box to write to you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And make sure you go to www.ramseysolutions.com <laughs> if you're a new listener. We've got our uh, a new listener survey that'll help you catch up. Remember, that's www.ramseysolutions.com. <laughs> Just kidding. AOL keyword, Ramsey. AOL. <laughs> that's right. I don't know why I say that. I think it's an old radio hat. Toll free. Nobody <laughs> even knows what that means. What is that? Do I have to pay a toll to call? I know. Ken. It means it's a free call. It's just Grandpa Ken. All yeah. right. Have you had enough? See if Shelby. Are you, are you feel good about yourself? I feel good. I feel good, Grandpa. All right. We'll, good. We'll move on. Thank you very much. Uh, Shelby is on the line <laughs> in Sacramento. Shelby, how can we help? Hi, um, thanks for taking my call. Um, So my question is about when do you decide to put paying debt on the back burner, I guess? Um, I have a lifestyle right now that's completely unsustainable. I have a three-month-old and a 15-month-old. I have no childcare, and I am also working part-time, 25 hours for a week from home, and balancing those two things has been impossible. And um, currently, my kids are really suffering honestly sorry um because my job is so demanding that Mm -hmm. i'm not there for that the way i want to be and i want to leave my job but my job is paying for our debt repayment you know almost in full um and so if i were to quit my job and be at home with my kids full time um it would significantly delay our ability to pay off our debt and so i'm kind of just i feel kind of trapped one way or another okay well Rachel will walk you through the numbers on this, but I, but you guys can still get through this, but you can't get through it, period, if you're burning out emotionally. And I am. I know. We can tell. And uh, yeah. I just wanted to tell you, you're enough. You're doing fine. You're busting it. You guys will figure this out. Um, but okay. uh, there was a season of life where Stacy was, was working and to help bring in extra income, I was going for it. And my income was, was much lower. I took a strategic sacrifice and we went through something similar like this and she was trying to help and we had three kids under the age of three <laughs> and i gotta tell you you know i i i was an idiot for not realizing it sooner and i just said hey i'll make up the difference but what matters right now is that you the nerve center the ceo you know the mama the wife you have got to just be home taking care of the kiddos so i certainly empathize with what you're feeling i just want to tell you you're not a bad mom those kids are okay You've not done any damage to them up to this Mm -hmm. point. That's all I wanted to say. Thank you. I appreciate that. So good. Okay, so Shelby, what? uh, How much are you bringing in with your job? Um, I bring in about two thousand after taxes. Sometimes I work a little bit more, but that's kind of the average right now. Okay. And what about your husband? Um, He brings home about fifty two hundred. Okay. And how much debt do you guys have? We have thirty thousand. It's just uh, two cars. I shouldn't say just. It's still thirty thousand in debt. Um, it was mm-hmm. two cars, um, and currently, if I were to continue working, we'd be able to pay off all of our debt in a year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Curious real quick, what does he do for a living? He is a construction design manager. I'm so sorry. I don't know if you can hear my kids. But You're fine. You're fine. You're talking um, to two people who have three kids each. We've been there, done it that. It sounds like it's the same place at our house yeah. all the time. Yeah. Screaming and crying. You're fine. I love it. You're fine. All the time, yes. <laughs> all the time. Um, but so my husband is a um, team lead, technically, for a construction design company. Um, he is in the process of requesting a raise, but it hasn't happened yet, and we're not sure if that's going to be possible. Is he pretty handy, though? Um, so, he, uh, handy, no. So, he does uh, computer work. He is not a construction guy. Oh. She's like, nope. Join nope. the club because you're you're talking to the chief non-handy guy right here. I, I can barely change the toilet paper. You know, it's uh, it's a, and I have yeah. to get instructions. Oh, I, I do my own oil changes. My husband can't. Oh, there you go. Well, Shelby? I, hey, Shelby, you're a really sweet lady. Shelby, Please do don't you, tell anybody that again. What do you do? <laughs> um, so I work for a nonprofit. Um, I'm the program manager, so I run day-to-day operations, and it is not what I want to be when I grow okay. up. So that's sure, kind of sure. Okay, well, so the good thing is, I mean, the numbers are not crazy, Shelby. Mm-hmm. You guys don't have $200,000 of student loans, and it's going to take you eight years. Right. You know what I mean? Like, this is doable. What you're saying is, like, instead of going, paying it off in a year, it may take two years because you have two little kids at home, and or, you guys are trying to figure out, or he goes. I, I wonder, could he make $1,000 extra a month? Yes, or could he do that? 2000 If he makes $2,000, i am not putting this pressure on him, Rachel, but if he makes 2000 a month, through side hustles or something, then he fixes He's fine. this yeah. issue. Yeah. He replaces your take home. So he needs to make 2000 yeah. after tax, and we don't miss a beat, or and you're with the babies. Sh- or Shelby, with your administration skills, like you could do like be an online assistant for one person for 12 hours a week. There you go. You know, and it's something small, and yeah. you bring in half of what you're doing. Just bring mm-hmm. in 1000 And that and would he, still be something. Yes, totally. And then he matches mm-hmm. it, and then mm-hmm. you guys do it, or you guys back it off a little bit, and it's 18 months till you pay it off versus a year. Yep. Like, you're okay. Nothing is on fire here. And yes. we do celebrate the urgency of getting out of debt on this show. Like, we, mm-hmm. we love it because when people taste that freedom, they are like, they're all in, right? And for some people... It takes them longer because of income, because of stage of life. I mean, all of it, right? So this has to play with who you are. And if you're at this point where you're yeah. like, I don't like, I don't like, I, I, I don't want to do this all the time. Like, I'm, I'm exhausted. This is not fun. Mm-hmm. You know, there's gonna be points of that in sacrifice. Period. But for the long yeah. game, you don't want that for the long game. No. So, so yeah. I mean, I would be great if you guys pulled back a little bit. Again, like Ken said, he if he could supplement something on the side just for like two nights a week. You do some assistant work, you know, be a virtual assistant, bring yeah. in a thousand a month or something. Like you guys could, you, you're going to be able to get through this. Are you guys just okay. curious? Are, are the cars, would you be upside down in the cars if you sold one or both? Or what's the situation? That's a good point, too. Yeah. So unfortunately, we we bought these cars when we were young and didn't know anything about money. So no we're uh, have negative equity in both of them. That's fine. Um, you're going to the pay them off. Is yeah, the plan is to pay them off and then sell one of them because we don't need two cars. You're great. I can tell you right now, Shelby, I can sense a difference in your voice from the start of the call to now. I, yeah, I, I think I, you I called asking for permission. You didn't need it, but you got to take care of you. And, and the what's your husband first. saying? What's he? What's he? What's his yeah. take on all this? He agrees. Um, you know, I think he's really stressed about the amount of debt we have, but at the same time, I have I have a wonderful husband, and he really just he's a good dude. Me. Yeah. To be okay. Yeah, me to be okay and the kids to be okay and Hey, yeah. he can make more money. Been... He can make more money. Yeah. And I'm telling him Okay. You you go watch this on YouTube. Hey, listen, bro, you can make more money than you're making. I know you can.
You guys have got too much skill, too much experience. You can take this burden off your wife. It's going to be a win for everybody. Uh, but you guys are fine. And it's for a year to 18 yeah. months to 24 months. This isn't forever. Yeah. Short time. Short period. I kind of miss the screaming baby face just for about a second. Come then to I, my house, Ken. Then I get over it. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show, America. I'm Ken Coleman. Rachel Cruz joins me. The phone number is 888-825-5225-888-825-5225. And we're taking your questions on your money and uh, work-related questions. Feeling stuck, not sure what to do, want to get a promotion. I'm into baby steps. How do I balance all that? Love to take those questions as well. Let's go to Cheyenne. Love that name. Nashville, Tennessee. Cheyenne, how can we help? Hey, guys. Thank you for accepting my call. So today I was just calling because first I just want to start. We started the baby steps in December of 2021. So we have no or anything besides our house. We have 59,000 left. Um, I'm 21. My husband is 22. And I was just kind of wondering when we should start having kids. I'm ready now, but my husband wants to wait until... We get a couple more things done on the house, just try to wrap things up. He also wants to be more financially stable, but my opinion, I mean, we're financially stable. I mean, you know what I mean? Well, it sounds like you're stable. What's your combined income? Um, our combined income, we make about 5600 Hey, Cheyenne, hey, Cheyenne are you inside of a tunnel by any chance? We're having a real <laughs> no, hard time no. hearing you. No, can you... I'm so sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Perfect. Maybe stand completely still and talk <laughs> okay. like a ventriloquist to see if we can get that through. So what is your combined income? Um, well, I don't have it all, but I know that we make about 5000 or 5600 a month. Okay. And you're both working, correct? We are. My husband makes $17 an hour and I make 13 but we're kind of working on... Also, me changing like career paths right now. I'm a dental assistant, and he works on sewer lines and sewer mains and stuff. So, what are you wanting to transition to? Something that's more—I don't know, like office work or something. I don't really have a set. Okay. And did I hear you say you guys owe fifty-nine thousand on the house? You have nothing, nothing other than that. That's the only debt. Nothing other than that. We'll see, Dave Ramsey, and hopefully, Bob. We're 30. I love it. We'll have our house paid off. And can I presume that you have a fully funded emergency fund? We do. We have three months of us. If we don't work, it's funded. We have 20,000 in there right now. Let me say this. I understand your your hubs. I mean, he's scared. You guys are really young, by the way. So I get the provider gland, but I'm going to defer to my friend over here the mama, the wife. When you I tell think, them when to have kids? Well, no, it's not your responsibility to tell them when. But what do you think? That, what do you think? Because um, I, I think I, you guys decide all, what is it. What is it he's worried about? Yeah. Well, and also, Cheyenne, we never. And you can tell your husband this. When it comes to kids or getting married, we never tell people you need to be in a certain financial spot. So even if you guys had thirty thousand dollars student loans and you wanted to have a baby, like we would tell you, like to mo- go on with your life, like financially, mm-hmm. is it going to be more stressful there? Sure. But we, I would never not, I would never say not to have kids or not to get married because of financial reasons. I think that you can work all of that out because honestly, there's never a good time. I'm like, you could continue yeah. to push that. So downward. True. Um, 
so yeah, so my, I mean, I, I guess it would be understanding for you, you know, what's what's causing you to want to have kids now? Like, what is that in you for him? What really is the root of, is it the remodel or is he thinking, oh my gosh, I, I'm going to be married three years without kids and enjoy life. And, you know, like, which are both fine answers, but I think it's more getting down to the motivation and like what the why behind wanting to have kids right now. Yeah, so I do want to add that we've been married. We got married in August of 2020. So we have been married for a little bit. We got married young, but that does we act like an old married couple. I appreciate that. Listen, I just think this is, listen, you, here's the deal. I don't care what the issue is. You want it. He doesn't right now. Yeah, that's it. And I really think it's because he's scared. A hundred percent. I don't think it has anything to do with financial. It has nothing to do with it. He's terrified. So what you have to do is his wife, you want something. I mean, you gotta, you gotta get on, onto his page for a minute in order to get him onto your page. That, that's all that is to say, Hey, you know. A, a nice dinner, uh, uh, maybe a romantic weekend or something, and just go, hey, what are you – I want to know um, what you're concerned about, and just listen. And once he gets all that out, and it's not a point-for-point, point, counterpoint thing. It's a, just understand him and hear him and then express your support for how he feels and, hey, you know, what would make you feel comfortable and just talk it out. And I, I think, I think when he feels heard – and supported and he feels united with you that you're not forcing a timeline on him i think things is going to work out that's what i think i think that's just a basic easy conversation about understanding and i think it works out yes did he say he wanted to have kids i mean when you guys got married i mean yes he does want to have kids but not like right now i would have had him yesterday i mean yeah i get that and i think that that's and that's normal too you guys are not like bizarre people i feel like i that that happens a lot one spouse is so ready the other one's like oh so it's it's a little bit of that you're gonna have to compromise that so your your original question when you called in is am i being irresponsible no you're not being irresponsible no on the financial side or any other side you're fine you want you're married you want kids and you know but he doesn't right now so that's where a little bit of that grown-up uh conversations have to come into play and you'll have a lot of them in marriage oh yeah welcome one wants one this thing this Mm. well we gotta get to the root of what's really going on how can we each love each other well in it and i think ken always the advice i think is so great of seeing something through his lens what is he seeing what is he feeling and there's a there could be a lot there for him which is very reasonable and so um there's that and and as always with child you know mm-hmm. people are prepping for kids i'm like and you never know right it could take you could have get pregnant on the first try yeah it could take a year so like even that journey is a whole journey of in of itself too so you guys deciding to have kids it's at least going to be nine months so it actually happens at the at the and earliest that, that's true at the earliest uh she's from she's from nashville shine if you like country music pull up a golden oldie by diamond rio called meet in the middle the chorus is great. I'd start walking your way. You'd start walking mine. We'd meet in the middle neath that old Georgia Japan. pine. <laughs> that's the theme. I, I I mean, as silly as it sounds, that's the play. It's a great song, by the way, uh, on top of that. But nonetheless, Sandra is in Boston, Massachusetts. Sandra, how can we help? Hello, Sandra. Sandra? Going once, going twice. All right, we'll put her on hold. We'll see if we can figure that oh, out. But yeah, um, but back to Cheyenne's, you know. Yeah, that is really it. Like, you, you got to meet in the middle on money discussions, children, okay, so here, a lot of stuff. And I would, yes. 
And I've heard two different sides of this piece of advice. I'd be curious what you say. I've heard some people say compromise is the worst word because that means somebody you both lose or somebody loses or whatever, mm, whatever, whatever. It's interesting. Um, but I think I found, I'm like, yeah, but there's going to be times that when someone wants yeah. to do something and I have yeah. to say, I don't want to, but selflessly, I'm okay, I'm yeah. going to go. And then same on the other side, right? There's stuff that I want to do that he's like, oh, geez, another uh-huh. vacation, whatever. Yeah. You know, he's like, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll do it. And I'm like, think like, yeah, there's give and take in marriage. I'm like, there's not going to ever be this I, perfect well formula. Said. Whoever said that about compromises? What do you think? Probably bordering on the narcissistic side. I mean, you had to, uh, you had to give something up. Yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> it's called marriage. <laughs> it's called well, it's called I'm going to uh, sacrifice. Yeah. I'm going to serve, which is a form of give. You said give and take. I don't think it's that harsh. I think it is, you know what? Um, there have been times in our marriage, I'm sure you could say the same with you and Winston, where Stacy wanted something and there was no reason not to do it. I wasn't there yet, but there weren't any reasons not to other than I just wasn't as comfortable as she was. Yep. But I shared the value of, number one, her desire, and the value of our relationship. Mm-hmm. And it worked out every time. Good. And I shared the story at Money and Marriage that I, the second kid, Winston was ready and I wasn't. We had like three trips coming up and Zika was a thing. Oh, I And I was like, if I get that. pregnant, we can't, you know, we can't go on these trips. And he's like, we, our life is dictating our schedule or our schedule is dictating our life. Our life needs to dictate our schedule. So it ended Ooh. up being this conversation about more Winston. our priorities. Yeah. And then Caroline came nine months later and we didn't go on the trips. That's right. That's a different story for a different day. That is. And she is as sweet as you think. Love sweet (laughs) Caroline. She really is. She's she's a doll. All right. Good stuff. Thank you for the call. Um, I love that. Love the young couples with big dreams and making progress. And that couple's an example. Don't move. More of your calls coming right up. This is The Ramsey Show. Are you working the baby steps? One of the smartest and most impactful changes you can make is to ditch your cash value life insurance plan, if you have one, and replace it with a term life policy. Listen, the only thing a cash value policy is good for is overcharging you for the life insurance and then paying you a crappy rate of return on your overpayment. Stop wasting your money and really focus on getting out of debt and growing your savings. For over 25 years, I've trusted and used Xander Insurance to find the best rates on term life insurance from the top rated companies. They keep the whole thing simple. You can apply online or over the phone, and they even have low-cost plans that don't require an exam. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Even if you don't have a cash value policy, if you're one of the 70% of people who have no life insurance or not enough, it's even more important to get this done. 800-356-4282 or Xander.com. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by Rachel Cruz. We're thrilled that you are with us. 888-825-825. Five two two five is the phone number. So I've got something in my hands, Rachel, that says Ramsey Cyber Monday sale is extended. I mean, wow. All week. All week. So you can get meaningful gifts for the family and friends as low as $7. Financial Peace University is at the lowest price of the year at only $60, $59.99. You can also get Junior's Adventure Storytime Collection, just $14.99, uh, and so much more. I bet Even your books are in the store, my, Ken. My books are in the store. My kids need shoes. Don't forget that. So we'd appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, if you're looking to make a change in 2024 in your professional life to make more money or just get more meaning, 
Uh, you can just check out the Ken Coleman books, of course. But the Rachel Cruz wallet, I got to mention that. Black camel brown champagne and the brand new navy. I know we came up with a navy. It's wow, that's pretty nice. I could get a Michigan block M on that, and I don't know. Yes, if get you that could, for sir. Stacey. Yes, you could. Uh, the week long Cyber Monday sale is at ramseysolutions.com slash store, ramseysolutions.com slash store. All right, Sandra, we're going to go back to Sandra in Boston, Massachusetts. Sandra, you're on the Ramsey Show. Sandra. Hello. Hi, are you there? Hello. Yes, I'm there. <laughs> you sound like you may be in a tunnel. Oh, I'm right in front of the window because I, I had to move position. Can you put your phone up to your mouth? Yes, it's right in my it's right in my mouth. Oh, it's in your mouth. That's why it sounds like yeah, you're in a cave. Like right I want you to pull the phone yeah, out of your mouth and put it next to your mouth. <laughs> All right, Sandra, we'll try this. Hold still. What's your question? My question is, um, I want, I'm interested in buy, uh, purchasing a home, and right now I live in an apartment. Purchasing a home, then um, the mortgage would be twice as much as my apartment. Yeah. I live by myself. Um, my child is grown. She's, she's not with me. And I wanted to know if it would be a good idea to purchase a home. Um, Sandra, do you, what, what do you make a month? Um, about eight thousand, nine thousand dollars a month. Okay, and do you have any debt? Um, I have about fifty, forty-five to fifty thousand dollars in student loans. Okay. Uh, do you have any but savings? Thousand dollars in the bank. How much? Fifty thousand dollars in the bank. Fifty thousand. Yes. Great. Um, and then, okay, so what I would do, Sandra, I don't think you're ready to buy a house right now. I would pay off your student loans today with your 50000 I would bump up your savings back up to three to six months of expenses and then take some time to save up a good down payment after that. And then you just want to make sure, even though it's going to be doubling, you know, your a, a house payment versus the rent, it'll be double. If it works within the formula that it's no more than 25% of your take-home pay on a 15-year fixed rate, you're fine. You're fine. Just making sure that math works out. So I would not give you the green light today. I would pay off your student loans today, get an emergency fund of three to six months of expenses back up, and save for a good down payment anywhere from 5 to 20%, and make sure the new house is no more than 25% of your take-home pay. So if those are the parameters, Sandra, you're great, but probably not today would I pull the trigger on that? But I would consider a, do, a different cell phone plan. That <laughs> might be our first purchase. Uh, let's go to Grant in San Antonio, Texas. Grant, how can we help? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Um, so I am 24, and I just had kind of a massive change in income in my life in the past six months. So I just wanted some advice on uh, on how to handle this properly. Um I was making about $60,000 a year. Then I got engaged and immediately got a new job right after that. So we're now I'm making around 140 to $180,000 a year. Wow. Good, on for commission. You. Good for you. Come on, Grant. That's fantastic. Thank you guys. Yeah. So I have, I have no car payment. I have very minimal credit card debt cause it's all expensed at the end of the month for my company. Um, my future wife, my fiance, she has a car that probably has about $8,000 left to be paid off on it. Uh, she has about three to $4,000 worth of credit card debt that we're going to pay off pretty much immediately when we get married. 
Um, my main question is, you know, I just, I don't want my money sitting under a mattress and as inflation and the, the dollar de-evaluates, I don't want it to lose value. What would be the best place to put that money to work and grow substantially by the time I'm 30 to 35, you know, I want a house and kids and, you know, be very well off for myself. Yeah. Well, it's a great question. What will she be making after you guys get married? She's right right now. She's probably going to keep her job. She's right around fifty five to sixty thousand dollars a year. Okay, fantastic. I mean, you guys are yeah. I mean, you 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 guys are going to be doing amazing. So I would I think paying off all your debt for sure is is the first priority and knowing why the credit card debt was there and all of that. Right, fixing the the symptom, not just the symptom, but the actual problem too. Um, right. But as far as yeah, where to put your money? I mean, I would I would do a for sure, just a emergency fund of three to six months of expenses. And you could put that in a high yield savings account uh, or a money market account. That's not, that's more like insurance money than an investment. And then when you can look onto investing 15% of your income into retirement. So we look at, you know, good mutual funds um, to go within that plan of a 401k or a Roth IRA. And then beyond that mm-hmm. grants, you could always, um, I, you know, like CDs don't always keep up with inflation uh, but even just opening a Vanguard account and putting some money in the S&P 500 is, an, is a plan that you could do as well. Uh, but I would always invest my money when I'm thinking long term, more than five years, and making sure what I'm investing in has a long track record. And so for me, again, mutual funds, Vanguard account, like that, those kinds of things is where I feel the best putting my money. But any short term right. savings that you guys have, if you're saving to buy a house or something, again, just just a good high yield savings account. Well, well, I mean, some of those percentages nowadays, that's the bad thing about, you know, everything going on with interest rates is if you have debt, it's a ding on you. But those of us that are saving, you're like, oh, dang, that's six and a half percent right here. Doing pretty that's good in high yield savings. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, so. Yeah. So, yeah. So all that's keeping up with inflation. So I wouldn't I wouldn't worry too much. I wouldn't park all my money in a, just a regular savings account or a CD for my whole life. But I think you'll do some investing. Yeah. Um, and kind of spread some of that money around. Is that helpful? Yeah, no, it is. And and really what what we're looking at too is, you know, we're both set up in 401k. Yep. Her company matches 4%. Mine matches 6%. So we have it maxed out. So it's free money at the end of the day. Sure. Um, really what we're looking at is right now we're in a two-bedroom apartment that's costing about, I don't know, 1800 a month. We want to get into a house because we feel like we're just throwing this money down the drain every month. So we're looking at probably in the next five to four years purchasing our first home. Um, you know, I know FHA loan is I think 3% down. So I'm just, I'm trying to, you know, this is all happening pretty quickly for me. So I, yeah. I want to take my time and do it the right way. For sure. Uh, I'm just trying to make sure that I'm making the right decision of where should I hold this money? Yep. You know, what type yep. of house should I be looking at? Things yeah. like that. No, it's know? a great question. Yeah. So beyond the emergency funds, yeah. Saving for a down payment anywhere um, from five to twenty percent, and I would just do a conventional fifteen-year fixed rate. And okay. we always say for the payment to be no more than twenty-five percent of your take-home pay. So that'll give you some parameters as you guys are saving. But four to five years, great. You guys should be great. You should be in a in a good position yeah. for sure to buy a house. And I get the renting okay. feeling of like, oh my gosh, we're throwing our money away. And that is right. I, I understand that feeling. But at the end of the day, too, you're buying time. And it's okay because you will learn very quickly that home ownership is very expensive. When everything breaks and stuff happens, like you're on the hook for it all. So it sounds right. very glamorous and it, and it, it's wonderful, right? Home ownership should be part of everyone's financial plan long term. 
Um, but like you said, don't feel like you have to rush into this. I would be married. You guys get married, pay off this debt, get an emergency fund in place, start saving for a good down payment. Um, I would do at least 5%. I wouldn't go lower than 5 Yeah. And Grant, I would okay. recommend you go to RamseySolutions.com after the call and look up some okay. smart investor pros that are financially, uh, they, they agree with the Ramsey way and they're going to help you with that investment strategy. They're going to create a custom plan for you. They're going to make sure that they share it with you in a way that you understand it where you're making the decisions. So look up SmartVestor Pro at RamseySolutions.com. Pick two or three, meet with them, go with the one that you feel the most comfortable with, Grant, but that's going to help you on your investment strategy, but you're going to be fine. You're going to, in fact, you're you're just crushing it right yeah, now. Yeah, congratulations. So excited for it. Congrats awesome. on the gig. All right, don't move. we got a couple of commercials coming your way, but Rachel Cruz and I, Ken Coleman, will be back very soon on The Ramsey Show. Don't move. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by Rachel Cruz. The phone number is 888-825-5225, 888-825-5225. We're here to answer your questions. Let's go to Jason, who joins us now in Los Angeles, California. Jason, how can we help? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's going on today, Jason? So I have a excuse me. I have a uh, uh, sorry. I have a quinceanera that my daughter wants to plan, and uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but quinceanera is pretty much like a sweet sixteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, we and I'm I'm in a bit of a pickle as to whether I could or I should um, or if I could afford it or should I do it. How much is it going to um, cost? So uh, estimated is I'm, I'm estimating between ten and 15000 Wow. And, um, you got yeah, an itemized yeah. list on that? No. Um, another detail on this is that I'm currently going through a divorce with her mother. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is kind of being planned by her, and oh. these are their prices, kind of, or her prices as far as what they found. I'm just trying to see. The problem is, is that I have just recently actually fully funded my six month emergency fund, but that takes into account any support that I pay her, um, my ex spouse. I don't know if I, I'm technically I can dip into that. But it's an emergency fund, and this is not an emergency. Yeah. yeah. Not only that, you it. can't afford it. You're calling us, ask. I, the way that you're talking, we know you can't afford it. Am I right? You can't afford ten to fifteen. And they're expecting grand. you. So they're planning. Well, like you're, well, she's planning it, and they're going to expect you to foot the whole bill. Uh, not foot the whole bill. Foot half. She was asking for uh, at, at the beginning of all these talks was uh, half of it, uh, half of ten, which was five. But I don't think that's realistic of what it would cost. I can. If I save up until the point of when this is supposed to happen, I could probably save about four thousand. Okay. But um, I'm just yep. w- whether I should do this sure. at this time in my life. Like, yep. Is, yep. Is, is, uh, Jason, is do you have any other? Question. Do you have any other debt, Jason? No. Or no any debt. debt? No debt. Okay, um, but you're fully funded emergency fund. How much do you make a year? Um. Overtime's been good this year, so it's about at one twenty. One twenty, okay. So here's my two things that I keep thinking as you're talking. Um, 
number one, how we define an emergency to actually dip into an emergency fund is when something is unexpected. So this doesn't really mm-hmm. qualify because we know that she's going to be, yeah. Is it is it is it 16 years old or is it 15? It's 15. 15, yeah. Okay. So we knew she was going to be turned mm-hmm. 15. So it's not unexpected. Uh, right. Is it urgent? Do I have to do it like right now, right now, right now? Yeah, I guess that, I guess urgent would somewhat qualify and because there's a date there. And is it mm-hmm. necessary, right? So these are the two things. So honestly, this whole thing, it does not check off all those boxes for me. So no, it's technically not an emergency. Um, so that's that's one part of the discussion. The second part is that, that you could bring together some money, right? And let's just say and pretend that it is 10,000. They want you to do five. You could say four. Could you take a thousand out of the emergency fund to, to get to the five? Sure. Like you could, right? I mean, it's not the end of the world. But my, my biggest mm-hmm. problem with all of that though, Jason, is that just like weddings, just like another party, just like vacations, anything, if you don't keep a strict budget and have a limit to what you're going to spend, it gets expensive, more expensive. I mean, a house, even when you build a house, same thing. Like, the yep. line continues to move. So, Jason, if you decide to do this and to save the 4000 for her, which I think would be great, right? Like, I don't think that's a, necessarily a bad thing. Okay, Ken's not that happy about it. If you do it, though, <laughs> there has to be very clear communication and, and boundaries with your future ex-wife to say, and, and your daughter. I would bring her in on it and say, guys, this is, the, this is what's going on. Here's what I will have for you. This is it. This is all I can do in good conscience and in good faith at where I am in life. This is what I have. Work with that, right? And you set the tone, you set the amount on what you can do, Jason. Because if you tell mm-hmm. them, sure, I'll do half, it's gonna go from 10 to 15 to 20 and there's gonna be no boundaries. So you have to set right. that boundary. Okay, Ken's I, dying over I'm here. I'm dying, I'm dying. <laughs> I agree with everything Rachel said. I just wanna say this. I'm gonna try, I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer this if, as if I was in your shoes. And I don't, I don't know if there's any special features to this party, so I'm completely ignorant. Uh, but if my daughter, Josie, who, by the way, turns 15 tomorrow, uh, if she came to me and said, I want a big party and I've got a budget, I, I think it's going to be 10, I would ask for an itemized list. There's no way I'm even going to give four, five, six without seeing where, yeah. what are the specific, where is the, where in the world is 10 grand going for a party I for know, a bunch true. of 15 year olds? So I'm starting there. Um, and, and so I would say that everything Rachel said is absolutely right. You give your number after they give you numbers. You don't just get, well, it's going to be 10, maybe 12, maybe 15. You give half. And, yeah. I, and you, you, you have to ask for specifics and have a real conversation with their daughter. And you're in a very tough situation now with mm-hmm. the divorce. And now she's got two. Yeah. And it, don't let tough. the guilt and don't, don't let the guilt yes. right over that. Jason. Just say, baby, here's the deal. Okay. Give me your budget. What do you want for your party? Let's just walk through it. Let's teach her. This is a teaching moment to go, yeah, I'd like to drive a Lamborghini, but I can't. And so I know you want a $10,000 party, but guess what? Me and mom can't do a $10,000 party, uh, but we can make it an amazing party. And this is how much money I can give towards an amazing party. I think that's the conversation. Well, it's not, I think. That's exactly how I would talk it over with my daughter, Josie. I'd get her wish list, get real numbers, and then how can I meet her expectations in a much more budget-conscious way? I think that's where you start. Yeah. It takes the pressure off because now you're dealing in reality, and, mm-hmm. and then you go, look, babe, this is what I can do. Yeah, and this stuff, Jason, and I know it's such a cultural part, right? I can see it. Like, I know that yeah. it is, yeah. and, and I know, like, you know— um, 
and we I remember we had a guy call um, I think it was from India and the wedding that he wanted to spend was oh. like half a million dollars yeah. so, right so like I, I totally am aware that there are certain things culturally that the expectation is really big but culture should never outrule common sense but that's it too so i'm like it's and you could say that about the american culture right weddings or whatever like you could plug in other things so so you do have to there's going to be multiple areas jason within you that you're going to have to be like this oh this is not doesn't feel right it's not what i wanted but part of being a grown-up too jason is looking at the numbers what ken's saying and it's like here's just here's the reality here's the reality of what we have and what we can or what i have and what i can do um and so coming back to you jason you have a real number in your head that you feel like i can't afford you feel like a guy who's in control of his money situation you sound really stable what's the number that you go if i set it on fire for my daughter it it wouldn't bother me wouldn't give me a maylox moment what is that number well right now the the big thing that is heavy on me is that i haven't even gotten into my investing portion of my life for the future I, I get guess, that, but you didn't you know, answer my question. What's the number that you, if you, you know, I can give this money to my daughter and I'm not going to lose sleep over it? Um, as of now, I would say maybe for something like this, 3000 Okay. Then, then now we've got a starting number. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to coach you through this practically. You got a number where you go, yeah. I know you don't want to spend any money because you think you're behind. You're not. You're going to be fine on your investing. You got to weather this divorce. You got to figure out what the payments are going to be and all that. And you're going to restart, okay? But you're okay. Yeah. But if the number's three thousand, where you go, that's my baby girl. She wants this. I can give her three grand. Mm-hmm. Then let's start with that. Then go get the itemized list and let's see if we can, you know, get closer to it. That, uh-huh. That's what I'm trying to do is get you to a point where you don't yeah. let guilt run the day yeah. and make a bad financial decision. And I think the three thousand is a common sense number. Would you agree? I would say so, yeah. All right. And your ex-wife's not going to like it. Yeah. So prep for that. And your daughter may not like it. She don't like you right now anyway, so we're not losing that deal. I mean, I'm I'm not trying to be insensitive. (laughs) I'm just keeping it real. What are you going to do? Make her not want to be married to you more? I mean, we've already crossed that bridge. (laughs) So you got to stick to your guns, man. And uh, get the itemized list. Yeah, Jason, you're a good man. You're going to be fine. It's going to be a great party. Yes. Rachel, by the way, will come do a dance or something. (laughs) Send that request. 15 year old girls. That'll be great. You'll tell a story. This is the Randy Show.